Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right. I finally get to use this mug. (laughs) It's been staring at me. Anyways, welcome to week number five of the comeback. Thank you for... Well, you didn't have a choice, but I was going to say thank you for allowing me to speak to you. Thank you for giving up your pulpit, I guess, for me today. But we're going to do just a quick recap. Um, If you've been here the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty awesome. It's been really good. It's been a good start to the year. You know, we just really felt um, that going into January, sometimes January can be uh, dark. It can be low, but we're like, that's not that's not how we're going to start our year and that's not how it's going to be so it's our yeah this is our comeback so we're just going to do a quick recap week number one was shout it out if you remember it was the oh yeah you'll get it come on (laughs) the stand where we talked about what are you going to say yes to and what are you going to say no to how are you going to raise the standard what are you going to walk away from right it's decision making time that was awesome. Week number two, we had the step. Yeah, there you go. And Pastor Matt talked about going outside and looking up at the stars and just getting a glimpse of that bigger picture that God has for your life and stepping into that, stepping into vision. Uh, week number three was the stretch. And it was so weird because I don't usually have a problem with like, like muscles that need to be stretched because I stretch. But I did that week, but, and I, that wasn't even what it was about. <laughs> but I was physically reminded that we need to stretch. But that's the thing. It's like we need, we need to move out of our comfort zone because that's where, the, that's where faith is built, right? And I know for some of you that took steps of faith in a place where you felt fear, that that was super significant in this season. Last week, put up your hand if you were here last week was speak was awesome just a time to just stop and say God you've done a lot there's been a lot of miracles it's been a crazy time but there's been a lot of miracles we need to talk about that but it's also just a time to have a little extra worship time and just hang out in the grace of God hey and if you've come this far you've made some decisions you've taken some steps of faith There's also time, right, to be in his presence, to take a deep breath, to get back up if you've fallen back, and just say, hey, God, I love you, and I also need you to keep going, right? It's not a one-time thing. None of this is an event. It's a process. It's a journey. But it's an exciting time. And that brings you to today. And today, we're talking about significance. Say it so you remember it. Significance. (laughs) Awesome. All right. As we were going through these steps, when we think about a comeback, we think about, you know, sometimes coming back from something significant that wasn't great, right? Something in life maybe knocked you down. And I was just reminded kind of of a teaching that, that I had heard a while back. We talked about going from coming out of a pit or coming out of a rough place, finding your footing, getting secure, getting stable again, then reading some goals, and then what, right? And today I want to talk about that. What, do we do? what are we doing with our lives? What are our goals? Are our goals for us to make the bills or to make a lot of money? But then what? 
And most people settle into one of three areas. Survival mode, we've all been there. Success or significance. If you're like many people right now, you might be struggling just to keep your head above water. You might be in survival mode. Might be because of circumstances, things out of your control, or it might be because of bad choices. But for whatever reason, you have to put a tremendous amount of effort into just making it day to day. Am I talking to anyone? You don't have to say yes, but. <laughs> if you're working hard right now to make life better for yourself, for your family, that's good. Keep working. We're behind you and we're praying for you. But once you've gotten to that place of stability, then what? What will you live for? Will you serve yourself or others? Do we put all our energy into personal success to get farther ahead? Or do we then stop and help somebody else behind us? A lot of people, not in this room, of course, but do tie their success or their worth or their significance to the car they drive, the address they live in, how much money's in the bank, or another status symbol. Maybe their motorcycle. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to make it relevant. <laughs> I know this is a little bit simple, but it's true. A lot, we can get into that mentality, if I do enough, if I have enough, I'm going to feel fulfilled. But that's self-centered. And self-centeredness and fulfillment don't actually work very well together. You know, sometimes when we feel like we're in that place, we can think, okay, maybe I just need to make a change. Maybe I just need to get, um, maybe I need a new career. Maybe I need to move to a new country. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? Have you ever been in that place? Or it's like, oh, I just really need a change. We all have been in that place. But sometimes we just need to stop and ask ourselves, do I really want to switch careers? Or do I want to switch to a life that matters? The problem isn't usually the job. But when people are self-centered, you can change stuff on the outside, but you won't be any happier in that next thing. Because here's a timeless truth. No matter where you go, there you are with you. <laughs> right? And today I'm not really talking about personal fulfillment because that's not the goal we're after. So let's shift our focus from personal success to significance by looking to live a life beyond ourselves. And what does that mean? It means our thinking needs to change from what's in it for me to how do I live a life for God and what can I do for others? How do I build a life that bears fruit that remains? And when you think about legacy, something that's going to last after you die, that's that. We're going to take a look at the Bible now. We're going to take a look at a story that you may or may not have heard of. And if you have heard of it, I just pray you see it with fresh eyes today as I did this week. We're going to go to Luke chapter 19. And last minute, as I like to do, I changed the translation. So Steph, you don't have it. <laughs> so I'm going, to have to, I'm going to be reading on the screen for a moment. So read along with me. So Luke chapter 19 in the Passion Translation. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus had to pass through Jericho. Jericho is, this, is the place where the walls fell down, in case you forgot. 
but there lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus who supervised all the tax collectors. Okay, so stop right there for a second. I, first, I thought he was just a tax collector, but he was not only a tax collector, he was the tax collector of tax collectors. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Do we have any more? Oh, no. Okay, well, we have to go back to the other translation. So later on, go read it in the Passion because I like it there. <laughs> he, okay, so Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, verse 3. But because he was short, the Bible says this, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. They did that a lot, especially in Luke. <laughs> but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So just let's chat about Zacchaeus for a little bit. So he's doing all right for himself. He's got money. He's got possessions. He was greedy and dishonest. He had his priorities out of order. Could we say that? At the same time, he'd heard about Jesus, and he was excited about Jesus, and he did not want to miss out. So growing up, I heard this story a lot in Sunday school. And some of you might even know this song. I'm not going to sing it. I thought about it, but I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> but he was a wee little man, they said. And he climbed the tree to see Jesus, and then Jesus went to his house for supper. That's what I learned <laughs> in Sunday school. But as a grown-up, I can see just a little bit more to this story. And as I prepared the message today, and as Matt and I talked it through at home, I had this picture of Zacchaeus up in the tree. But more clearly, I had a picture of Jesus walking through the crowd. And I had the picture of Jesus not needing to notice that he was in the tree, but already knowing that he was there. He knew exactly what was going on in Zacchaeus' heart. And he just spoke, Zacchaeus, come on down. And I picture Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus without thinking about it. In fact, I'm guessing that he found himself on the ground before he knew it. I picture he just said, Zacchaeus, do it. You know, like <laughs> with the authority that Jesus had, and even if in gentleness, you know, he, there wasn't a question. He was, he was there. What, what do you want? And in that moment, Zacchaeus knew exactly what was out of alignment in his life. He knew immediately that money had become an issue for him and that he had been dishonest and that he needed to make it right. Jesus didn't have to say it. He knew it. And he vowed and he repented in that moment to make it right. And in that same moment, Jesus gave him salvation. It says, for him and his household. And I'm guessing that was a pretty significant event, hey? Pretty big deal. But that's the thing too. It's the same for us. When Jesus comes into our life, it's that simple. In his grace, he shows us where things are off course, where things are out of alignment. Suddenly we have clarity and he gives us the grace to make it possible. But you know, looking back at Zacchaeus again, Again, Zacchaeus knew what to do. He immediately knew that he had to stop hoarding earthly stuff and he needed to start using it to help others. He said, I'm giving away half of it and I'm going to give away everything, anything I stole, I'm going to make it right times for. For Zacchaeus, alignment with Jesus meant looking up 
and looking beyond himself. I'm going to give you just a couple of points today about living beyond yourself. They're simple, but I want you to remember them, and that's why. Number one, significance is when I step out of the me picture and move to the they picture. So that means saying, whatever I have, I share with you. And whatever I've learned, I teach to you. And I've really felt in this week, too, that you know, maybe you're in a place where you're like, well, I don't feel like I'm successful right now, or I feel like I'm in survival mode. But I believe that Jesus wants to work with that. He wants to work with what you have. You know, when we start to give and we start to share, even, a, even when it's not necessarily what we have extra to give, Jesus will meet us there. He'll take that seed and he'll multiply it. Number two, the more you share, the more you have. This is my favorite. I'm going to talk about it the most. I think. <laughs> but so, sometimes just because we're human, we get this kind of fear that if we share, we won't have enough. You know? But that's not what the Bible says. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good portion, packed down, firmly shaken, and overflowing will fall into your lap. The portion you give will determine the portion you receive in return. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. These are some of our favorite verses around here. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. Point number three. I'm flying through these quick, I know. Significance is about finding meaning and purpose. And I know we all want to live a life of meaning and purpose, right? We can find it in the small things for sure. But you know what? Work and worth, we can't mix them up. There's, there's two verses here, and they both matter. I, I didn't put them in my notes, but when it is by grace that we are saved. Not by work so that no one can boast. It is a gift of God. Our salvation... The reason we can get up in the morning is a gift of God. The Bible also says, faith without works is dead. So it doesn't mean do nothing. It just means we've been saved by grace. Now let's go do something about it. Yeah. When I looked up, I was looking up just verses on, on meaning today, and I landed in Ecclesiastes. Who's read Ecclesiastes? <laughs> Oh my goodness, it was so depressing. <laughs> and I've read it before, but I was reading it in the first, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to use that. No, I'm not going to use that. <laughs> but it's, a, again, it's pointing to where our priorities, what really matters. And you go fly through to, the, to chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, and it says, in the end, what matters is that we live a life that honors God, it means that we fear God live a life for him. And I'm going to fly down to my takeaway already. I know you didn't see it coming. But significance is greater than success. In the end, our greatest contributions are not what we personally accomplished, but in the ways we live for God and live to help others. Our verse comes from Philippians 2 verse 3, your takeaway verse. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. The reason I had wanted to jump to the Passion Translation, I just read it this morning, and it was like, oh, man. But Luke 
19, verse 9 and 10 in the, in the Passion says, Jesus said to him, Your repentance shows that today life has come to you and your household, and that you are a true son of Abraham. The Son of Man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. And that's why Jesus came. He came to give us life. He came to the people that were lost, that were lost in their priorities, that were lost in their bad decisions, that were lost because they had no purpose. You know, and, and the story of Zacchaeus is a short paragraph, but it was significant enough because it points to the gospel. Jesus walked through a crowd of people that were waiting to see him. And he noticed Zacchaeus. He knew that that's who he needed to talk to. I'm guessing Zacchaeus wasn't going to church at the time and that church people probably didn't appreciate his presence. And I love how Jesus liked to do that too. Just walk right in there and talk to who he wanted to talk to. But you know, it's the same. It's the same for us. Jesus came to give us life that we might have life and have it to the full. That we might bear fruit in our lives that remains, that lasts for our children, that ripples out into eternity, that makes a difference for our grandchildren. It's big. That little paragraph is this big. And if you can just close your eyes with me, well, not with me, but if you close your eyes. I just want to reflect for ourselves, even as I'm talking, what tree is Jesus asking you to come down from today? You know, we're all guilty of pretending. We all have parts that we show on Sundays and parts that only Jesus knows about. But just picture Jesus is here. He's at the bottom of your tree and he wants to have dinner. He's not here to condemn. He wants your life to be full. He wants your great-grandkids' life to be full. And if you're here in the house today and you haven't started a relationship with Jesus, maybe that's your step out of the tree today. And so I want to pray today. And if you're in the house and you've done this lots, we're going to pray it all together. Just a prayer of faith asking Jesus to come into our lives. So if you keep your eyes closed and just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to this earth to be the Savior of the world and to be the Savior of my life. I ask God for the grace come down from my tree and to follow you. Please forgive me of my sins. Please be Lord over my life. 
from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just keep our eyes closed for a minute. If that's you in the house today and you decided to follow Jesus today, would you just give me a little wave so I know we can celebrate with you? Thank you. And if in this moment you know exactly what Jesus is asking of you, what that next step or stretch towards a life of significance is, would you just put up your hand? Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to pass it back over to my husband now. We're going to continue on with worship in the service today. And just thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.